Hey, DJ Flook here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. We take two months off and then turn around two episodes in a short period of time. Although today Jillian is off, but in her seat we have Adam Corsair from SouthOfTheSix.com to talk all things Toronto Raptors and Toronto Blue Jays. We'll also find out if Adam is over the Raptors playoff meltdown to the Cavaliers. Spoiler alert, no. Finally, Kate teaches us about the man with the greatest sideburns of all time during trivia. So let's get moving. This is the all-Toronto edition of the Stadium Scene Podcast. Live from a makeshift recording studio, somewhere in the middle of the desert, this is the Stadium Scene Podcast. With your hosts, DJ Flook. I suck at trivia and I suck at telling jokes. Kay Thompson. The Jackman, which is just the most awesome name. And Jillian Fisher. No, that was just because I'm crazy as hell. (laughs) You're listening to the Stadium Scene Podcast. Welcome to the 24th episode of the Stadium Scene Podcast. Uh, we went two months without a show, and now we're turning around and giving you two shows pretty quickly, so... Jillian is not with us today, but we do have Kate. Hi. During our sound test, you sounded really quiet. Now all of a sudden I can hear you. Like, what, what are you doing? Did you clear clean out your ears or something? No. Okay, I, I admit it. I turned on my hearing aid. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm just really excited yeah. and talking louder. There you go. That's probably more like so before we uh, waste any more time, we actually have a guest here with us today, if you haven't figured that out yet. So today on our uh, show, we welcome our friend and partner from the Stadium Scene TV Network. Uh, we actually, complete accident, stumbled upon the their podcast on uh, when I was hunting for basketball shows back in, I think, December or so. Uh, our guest here, he runs southofthesix.com, and that's spelled the number 6IX, and covers all things Toronto Raptors and Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, in addition to the blog coverage, the South of the Six podcast actually peaked as the number one sports podcast listened to in Canada on iTunes, which is amazing. Uh, on top of that, he doesn't even live in Canada, hence the South of the Six, and covers the team from Rhode Island, which we'll get to here shortly. So please welcome to the show, Adam Corsair. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Looking forward to this. Yeah, pleasure having you. Uh, we've been trying to get schedules coordinated for a while now so we finally just got our act together so uh just we're gonna go ahead and kick it off and i'm gonna ask you right away what's with the spelling the uh the number six ix um to be honest it's i kind of feel embarrassed saying this but it's sort of a drakeism 
right? So like Drake is the one that um, dubbed the city the six. Um, it's because it's so back in the day, I guess the six boroughs that made up Toronto before it became the city of Toronto. It was uh, Etobicoke, York, East York, North York, Scarborough, and Toronto. And they combined those six uh, boroughs to make Toronto. So that's why they call it the six. So it's a Drakeism. Interesting. You yeah. know, I, I'm going to show my uh, out of touch. You know who Drake is. That's what I was about to say, actually. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I saw like Drake would appear on the sidelines of Raptors games. I'm like, okay, who is it? Like, is this some super fan? I, I had no idea that like he is a, I don't know, rapper, musician, puts out records, whatever you want to call him. And I, I didn't realize that until sometime after. I'm like, okay, I'm really out of touch. So I'm going to go and uh, listen to my Rolling Stones albums now. <laughs> He's the global ambassador. That's we actually well, we the Raptors actually pay him to represent uh, the team, right? So much so that when Durant was approaching free agency, he had a concert in Toronto, and I think um, Durant was there, and he said like, you know, you're coming to the Raptors next year or something like that, mm-hmm. and the NBA fined him. Yeah, I was about to say that's some some borderline tampering there. It's tampering, yeah, because <laughs> he's on official payroll, so it's tampering. So, I'm going to become on the unofficial payroll of stadium scene. There you go. What payroll? Good point. <laughs> to have a payroll, you actually have to make money. So, we, you know. Technicality. We'll make IOUs. They're as good as cash. <laughs> they are. So, you know, your, your coverage is expanded. I don't know if expanded, but you, you cover both the Raptors and the Blue Jays. So, what... Why, uh, why the Raptors and the Blue Jays of all teams? I get, I get it all the time, man. Um, so pretty much the short story is I was raised, so I'm born and raised in Providence, Rhode Island. And I was raised as like the most anti New England household ever in New England, right? My dad hated the Red Sox growing up, hated the Red Sox. He was a huge Oakland A's fan, actually. (laughs) And uh, when I was young, my dad said, look, you don't have to like the, the home team. You can like whatever team you want. It doesn't matter. Just whatever team you pick, just stick with them forever. Like never abandon your team no matter what. And uh, so I'm young, right? And I'm just like, I see the Blue Jays on the World Series. I'm like, all right, I'll just pick the Blue Jays. Like I don't know what fanhood is when I'm like six, seven years old. And so I just never – I never left them. I never abandoned my team like my dad said. And – um you know, by proxy, like, of course, when I was a kid, I loved Jordan and the Bulls growing up. I, I love players. I didn't really love a specific team. But once I started getting really into basketball and really watching the game, you know, by proxy, I figured, well, I might as well become a Raptors fan, too. And ever since then, I've just never abandoned those teams. Who didn't like Michael Jordan back then? Like, that's what I'm saying. He went to eat the aliens. <laughs> he did. The Monstars. The Monstars. Yeah. See, and then in the 90s. Yeah, we're all roughly around the same age, except for Kate. She's, um, never mind. I'm not going to go there. But she. I am not 18 anymore. Okay. Uh, all right, you're 19. Good job. So anyway, she's not really 19. But anyway, <laughs> the you know in the 90s, uh, our, our generation basically at some point in our childhood rooted for one of these teams. The Chicago Bulls, the Dallas Cowboys, 
and maybe to an extent Notre Dame football. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I I never got into the whole Notre, you know, being from even though I'm from Indiana, I never got into the whole Notre Dame thing and I love to yeah. No Notre Dame is that school that people in Indiana love to attach to that have no like that that didn't go to college that don't have, you know, didn't go to school after high school. They they immediately jump on the Notre Dame bandwagon for football and IU for basketball and they, okay. the term that they've actually coined in Indiana is actually the re- re- reversible jacket fans and <laughs> they uh, they take those starter reversible jackets that were really popular in the early 90s and someone photoshopped you know this jacket that on one side of it it says you know Indiana University and you flip it over and turn it inside out and it becomes a blue Notre Dame jacket so that's uh there's your uh, your Indiana history for the uh, for the show today so so how many of those jackets did you have back in the early 90s? Are you asking about starter jackets or reversible jackets or both? Both. I had one. Starter jackets were awesome. They were. Like, especially the winter ones with the pouch in the middle. Those are the best. I, I never had a pouch one, but I had the, the full zip-up jacket. All right. What jacket did you have? Everybody has to share which starter jacket they had. I had uh, actually I had a Phoenix Suns one. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> was, I'm not kidding. I was walking around in the purple jacket. The purple jacket, yeah, and Charles Barkley and Kevin Johnson yeah. and yeah, that was KJ, yeah. Good times. Okay. My mom was anti um mainstream companies. I wasn't allowed to have Nikes or any of that stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty sure your done. Parents, your your parents were hippies, weren't they? Yeah. I'm I'm being That's completely okay. serious when I ask that. Oh no, they weren't hippies, but they just made some decisions like no, no name brands for a little bit. We were vegetarian for a little bit. Wow. Oh, phases. Okay. Man, like, that yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. That explains so much. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so anyway, my uh, my starter jacket that I got, I have no idea why I ended up with this. Probably because my I wanted a starter jacket, and my parents probably found it on the clearance rack. So I ended up with a uh, Los Angeles Raiders jacket. Okay. Can't hate. No. Right? Before they moved back to Oakland. I mean, it's pretty badass. I mean, the Raiders have a great logo. You know, you got the black jacket and the silver. It just, it's, it's a great logo. Too bad, you know, the franchise has been mostly a disaster for the last 20 years. So. They're coming back, man. They, they are. are. They're coming back. They had a little, uh, little, was it last year they had a, uh, uh I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I, I lost the word I was thinking of, so... They played well last year. <laughs> so, Kate, do you have any questions? Uh, so, what inspired your blog? Oh, um... Do you want the long form or do you want the short form? Short form. Uh, short I form. Say, um, say. <laughs> um, I always loved writing, like writing was a pretty big outlet for me, and especially because in college I did so much of it, so it just sort of became uh, something that I did, and, you know, loving sports and being where I am in order to express my love for my team, because anytime I try to talk about the Blue Jays or the Raptors with anybody here, they're always like, go away, like, I don't want to talk to you about that, Um, so it's just, I said one year you know for a new year's eve or new year's resolution instead of the you know let me lose 10 pounds that i gained over christmas break it was more like today i'm going this time i'm going to start like a website a blog podcast and i'm just going to see where it goes like i had no expectations i had no desires to like you know step on toes or to be 
any to gain any notoriety or anything. It was just something I wanted to do for myself. So it's just, I don't know, something I wanted to do and, and ended up working out, I guess. And, I mean, you've put together a team of writers. It seems like every time I, uh, you know, one of your posts comes in that we post, it, it seems like it's somebody different contributing to your site. How many, uh, how many writers do you have uh, contributing right now? Consistent writers, we have five. Five? Okay. How did you uh, go about finding these people? Did they come to you or did you hunt them down or a little of both? A little bit of both. Uh, usually, if uh, if content is running thin, like, you know, in the beginning of the baseball season, there wasn't a lot of Blue Jays writers until, like, you post on Twitter, like, hey, writers wanted. And they go to the website and they see, you know, I lay out my expectations. I lay out, like, what we're looking for on the site. They send me a writing sample and I evaluate it and take it from there. So I have a serious question for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really? I love it. Okay. Okay, Are these, so, were these non-serious questions before? Uh, you never know. <laughs> so I was studying paleontology on the side for a little bit. And being a Raptors fan and a Blue Jays fan, do you think the fact that dinosaurs are supposedly supposed to have had feathers helped you become a Raptors fan after being a Blue Jays fan? That's a serious Solely question. Solely and exclusively, yes. Solely and exclusively, yes. That's it. That, that's to me. That's the missing link, right? You know, because it's the feather. So the birds of the feather have to fly together. Here I am. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, yeah. We're learning so much that's... about Kate today. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I literally have no comeback at all. I'm just stunned. I love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm I mean, gonna, I don't yeah. know what else to say about De that. Dead air. Yeah. Dead air. Dead air. All right. So, yes, I win. <laughs> Kate killed the show. We we uh, we give out an award for who killed the show every day so or every episode so Kate is our winner for today so let's uh, let's move on and talk about the Raptors so I'm gonna you know I'm just gonna poke you right now and just ask the the painful question what the hell happened I'm still not over it like and that's like I'm still not over it because this is the epitome of like just being like completely just taken like I just feel so used I feel so taken advantage of as a fan like just lied to like I feel like I've been car salesman with the Raptors <laughs> to, a, to a degree right like we're the first seed in the NBA everything broke right for us in the regular season you know I don't wish injuries upon anyone but the Celtics megastars got hurt LeBron's team the Cavs were in like disarray he didn't know what he was doing like he uh, recruited a bunch of then scrubs on his team and I was just like we have it it's in the bag we're going to the finals like this is the year we win 59 games you know DeRozan is going on a tear Lowry breaks the three-point uh, record for the team everything's great Valanchunas is riding high he's becoming a completely different player he's shooting threes like the pump fake is not as prevalent as it used to be and then like we take six games against the Wizards, which I feel like should have been a five-game series, but I'm not going to nitpick. And then we get swept by the Cavs. And I'm just like, this is it. Like, this is the definition of being a Toronto Raptors fan. Like, you, they fool you. They trick you into thinking it's something that it's not. And then, oh, yeah, LeBron James exists. Yeah, And, and, that, and that's the playoffs. It just still blows my mind that, you know, LeBron James, every year that – I mean, it's what he's been in the finals with eight straight years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. 
it, it's it's almost kind of like he sleepwalks through the regular season, even though he's still throwing down, you know, 25, 30 points a game and 15 rebounds, and it's, you know, sleepwalking for him. I mean, it's, it's just... I didn't appreciate him when he first came into the league. You know, I'm just like this guy. He's got, you know, he's this is going to be another Stephon Marbury, and he's going to be a total hack, and yeah. you know, he's just a Jordan wannabe. And it's like, no, this this guy is really that good. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. No, he's the real deal, and it's it's disappointing because I don't know. Like during the regular season, the topic always came up: like, what do we do in in terms of seeding to avoid LeBron in round two? You know, and it's just like, do we want to forfeit a little bit? Do we want to tank a little bit and finish second? Like, do we want that margin of error to be, you know, amplified in the postseasons when we get them in round two? Because last year was the same thing. Last year we met the Cavs, and this is with Kyrie last year, and we got swept. And that's the game, that's the series that LeBron, we were getting destroyed so much that LeBron, like, chugged a beer on the sideline. Like, it, it was just nothing to him. It was a complete embarrassment. And this year, it's the same thing. It, with a lesser Cleveland team and a supposedly better Raptors team, it's just, I'm, like I said, I'm still not over it. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally, it's like everything was going right for them. They had a minor stumble in the first round, nothing significant, and boom, hit a wall. Mm-hmm. So next part of the deal is, you know, the fallout from it right away, you know, Dwayne Casey, their, their coach, ended up becoming the uh, – the scapegoat of the colossal failure of the playoffs. Do you think it was the right move to fire him? Yeah, I do. I know it's unfortunate because he's the best coach the Raptors have ever had. Like, I want to say he's the eighth coach in the organization's history. But, you know, it's it's sort of like a PR move, right? I don't really think they're going to make a lot of uh, player changes next year. Maybe one or two. But it's really hard to sell your fans on the notion that, hey, you know, we promised you a culture change. We promised you uh, it's going to be a different sort of offense, a different team. And uh, we failed. It was the same result. We got swept by LeBron. And we're going to bring back the same exact team. Like, hopefully you'll spend money on tickets. Like, to me, it's, it's, it's a really hard sell to do that because if I'm a casual fan, I'm thinking to myself, well, you're only going to get so far. Why should I invest my time why should I invest my emotions or my dollars on a team that is destined to fail, is destined to be like sort of the redheaded stepchild of the NBA? So, no, I'm not going to invest. Whereas if you if you fire the coach and make a change, you can sort of sell the fan base on that, right? You can say, look, it's going to be different this year. We have a different coach. That means a different scheme. That means a different attitude. It's going to be different this year. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. I, I don't think it really is. But yeah, at least it's something that you can sell. What's That's up? Clovey Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so do you think the players checked out on him or or was it just they hit a you know hit a freight train head on and there's really nothing else to say about it? Uh I think the fear of LeBron like was ubiquitous throughout the entire postseason, uh, in the second round. I don't think the players like in terms of their ability hit a wall, I just think they're completely shook when they see LeBron. I think it's more of a mental thing because it can't be physical. It can't be, it can't have anything to do with ability because you saw what they can do in the, in the regular season. Like they were performing outstanding in the regular season. And to think that they can just completely shut down and shrink and just forget how to play basketball, forget what worked, forget the fundamentals. 
in the postseason. That's just a little odd to me. So to me, it's just I don't think they gave up, you know, in a sense. I just think they're intimidated by the Cavs and LeBron. I really do. That's just wild. Just to think, you know, even in, you know, they give you these speeches in in high school and youth leagues about, you know, don't be afraid of the other team just because, you know, it's the best kid in the league. And it's like, these are professionals, but, you know, they're, it's, you know, they're human beings too. So it's, I, yeah. I guess I shouldn't be too terribly surprised. This still kind of happens. Yeah. I mean, like when you have someone like LeBron James like, playing against you and he's literally carrying his team, like he's scoring 40 points and it doesn't even look like he's trying. It's just like a triple double. Like you said, it's nothing to him. It's just like another notch on his belt. And it's, it's really hard to build a team that can stop him. Like I think in game one, the Raptors really wanted to come out and make a point, prove a point that they can beat the Cavs. And it was close. It was really close. Like, the game went into overtime. I think they only lost by five points. But, you know, there were a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of missed layups, a lot of missed free throws, a lot of missed wide-open threes. And I think after that, it was just prevalent that the Raptors are just— there was just aura. And I think it was not just amongst the fan base, but amongst the players, just like, here we go again. And just from then on, it was just downhill. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we've talked enough about some the, uh, the depressing part. Or may actually, maybe this next topic is going to be depressing for you too. So let's uh, let's head on down the road and over to Rogers Center or Sky Dome, depending on how old you are, and talk <laughs> some talk some Blue Jays here. So, what was your expectations for the Blue Jays going into the start of the year? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> not much. That not really uh, that high, uh, given that. You know, they lost the the mainstays. Like, Edwin has been gone for two years. Bautista was gone. Tulowitzki is hurt. He still hasn't played shortstop, and I think they've been through, like, eight or nine shortstops already this year. Um, I, I was hoping at best maybe a second wild card spot. And I know, like, when you start the season, you're like, all right, we're gunning for that second wild card. It's almost laughable. <laughs> but, you know, I just... My expectations were low. I know last year I was... Had a lot of conversations with people. I was just like, now is the time to trade Josh Donaldson. We should not like really set our sights for um, wild cards. You know, it's playoffs or bust. It's like regular division winnings or bust. And uh, now it's it, we're seeing the result of that. We're seeing that the team isn't really constructed well enough to compete with the likes of the Yankees and the Red Sox. And we have to rely on things just breaking right. And so yeah, my expectations were rather low. And Josh Donaldson, that that's I mean, I that I was upset about him for quite a while. Um, he, he came up through the Cubs system. He was yep. blocked by Aramis Ramirez and the Cubs ended up trading him to Oakland for, I believe, Rich Harden around 07, I think. Oh, eight. Maybe. Was he, was he a catcher for you, too? I think so. Yeah, uh, I think they were starting to move him to third base, and they they I, I think they gave up on him catching, if I remember. I mean, this is you no know, ten plus years ago. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they gave up on him, and then he goes and becomes you know AL MVP Josh Donaldson, and you know Ramirez lasted another I think three seasons with the Cubs, and and his performance went way downhill after that, and it's just like man, we had our third baseman of the future, and. You know, I'm not complaining now because you know the Cubs are doing just fine Sounds in that like position. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, Kate. <laughs> but it's just, it's it's amazing to see how you know a guy who is a blocked farmhand kind of eh prospect 
um, maybe, you know, maybe a fringe major league player. And then he becomes, you know, he just becomes an absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I kind of know how you feel, but not really. (laughs) Like when I was, uh, I, I remember the day he got traded. I was actually a huge Brett Laurie fan. At the time, and so like when I saw Brett Laurie got traded to Oakland for Josh Donaldson, I was it was so bittersweet because I know Donaldson just sort of had a broke breakout year with Oakland, and then you know my favorite player is gone. So I'm just like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. And then it, of course it just washed away during that season. He was just performing amazing. Yeah, so that that worked out okay. So um, yeah. speaking of players, when are we going to see Vlad play? Uh, I'm seeing him play Saturday because I'm going to New Hampshire. So hopefully he doesn't get called up before then. But in terms of like on the team, it's getting really hard to keep him down. Like especially when you have other teams surrounding the Jays, like calling up these young prospects, calling up other 19 year olds into their organization. Vlad is my age. He's not. Yeah, he's your age. Yeah, he's, maybe you can meet him. Um, he's a. Uh, I'll get his number for you when I when I see him on Saturday. <laughs> um, that's a he's good, just that's a good family to associate yourself with. <laughs> <laughs> he's just amazing. Like he's a freak athlete, and I remember the Jays got him when he was 16, 16 years old, and he was already like highly touted. Everyone was like, he has all the tools, all the fundamentals to be an amazing ball player. And I can't remember a time that the Blue Jays had such a highly touted prospects in their system. And this includes like a guy like Bo Bichette too, who's just raking in double a as well. It's, I don't know. It's getting really hard to find excuses to keep him down. And right now, the only excuse that the blue Jays front office is ostensibly giving to us is he needs to refine his third base skills like defensively. So if I were a betting man, I'd say by July, the latest, you'll see him in a Blue Jays uniform. Yeah, they, the Cubs said the same thing about Chris Bryant, where in reality they just had to hold him down for a few more weeks so that they could get that extra year of service time on yeah. his, uh, yeah. his intro deal. That's, you know, I'm sure that rule is going to change at the next uh, next union contract. But it, it's wild that you, know, you have Vlad Guerrero, you have Bo Bichette, who's you know the son of, of Dante Bichette, who is a, a really good player for several years for the Colorado Rockies. I mm-hmm. keep imagining Bulbasaur. <laughs> no. Uh, I, long pause. I, <laughs> did I do this twice now? I, I, you did. I, 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 I really don't know. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Thank you, Kate. You were um, talking about... Uh, oh, Dante yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Dante Bichette. So, you know, you've got the sons... Well, you've got the son of a Hall of Famer, and then you've got the son of another good player who are, you know, raking it up. It's not very common that you see the children of, of good or great ball players come up and have that hype associated with them, like serious hype associated with them. It, it's mm-hmm. so often you get the, oh, it's the son of, you know, this legend, and the, he's, you know, has a huge... Uh, you know, huge load on his shoulders there and, and doesn't come through. But, I mean, these two look like they're going to be legit major leaguers someday. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the hope. It's, you know, you can't really ever fully rely on prospects because how many times have prospects let us down, right? There have been plenty of times in the Blue Jays system that, that we we have these guys that were just like, oh, can't wait for him to come up. 
And I remember Brett Wallace was like the next guy or Kyle Drayback was the next guy. He's going to be the next Cy Young. And it's just a downfall. Yeah, so Kyle Drayback, another son of a, a good former player. Yeah. And he, I think he went through the Blue Jay system twice and he was just, that was with the Roy Halladay trade. It was just bad. And, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. I'm not saying that we should expect that with them. They're really showing that they have all the tools and all the intangibles and tangibles to be outstanding ball players. It's just, I don't know. For me, it's, I'm always hesitant to fully put my trust into a, uh, a prospect. But when you have one like, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette, it's really as good as it's going to get. So I think that's a, uh, a good segue here. Kate, now yes. are you ready? Of course I'm ready. Kate, <laughs> Kate, it is time for trivia. It's time once again for everyone's favorite segment, Kate Stadium Scene Podcast Trivia. Kate, You've got your evil trivia for the day. Uh-oh. Will DJ and Jillian be able to answer her questions? Yeah. Yeah! Or will it just end up in embarrassment and humiliation? <laughs> the internet... She, she has the evil laugh down. She, might, she did an evil laugh on us. Okay. So today, our call-in word is going to be... Feathers. Feathers. Okay. So we have to okay. say so you have to say feathers to as your buzz in, since we don't have buzzers and we wouldn't be able to tell who's buzzing in anyway. So I got it. So if I know the answer, I say feathers. That's right. right. Yeah. Wait for her okay. to call right. on you because she'll try okay. to she'll try to cheat me. Even if I say it first and it's close, she'll give it to you because she's trying to make me lose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna start a little easy today. So, as I mentioned wait, before... Wait, time, I... time, time out, time out. Before you get started, just for Adam, the key to her trivia is listen to the whole question. She'll be about 90% away through the question and take a <laughs> complete right turn and be completely different from what you're expecting. So there, there's your warning as, as the new uh, new participant in this, uh, this torture event. But it's all relative information, so it's... <laughs> It all adds up. Relative. <laughs> not, not usually. You should hear some of the questions she's asked previously, which all right. we, we'll save that for later. Okay. Okay, so first question. So as I mentioned before, I took a class online about paleontology because, you know, dinosaurs, they're cool. And um, being the topic of the raptors, I want to ask which was bigger, the T-Rex or the raptor? Oh, feathers. Feathers? DJ got it first. The T-Rex. Correct. Yes. So you never know where she's oh. going to go. Good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 2004, the Blue Jays had more than one catcher. Most teams do, but, you know, how many did they have that year? feathers all right so they had i want to say zani was on that team on the roster at that point uh was it three no but you were right about him being on the roster okay so zon was on the roster at that point so they had uh, it's not going to be two because every team carries at least two so i'm going to say feathers four wrong 
It really? was five. Wow. Wait, at once? In 2004, yeah. Oh, man. Kevin Cash, Greg Myers, um, Greg Zahn, Bobby Estella, and Guillermo Quartas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, just we'll pretend just... that last name didn't happen. No, no, it was so, it was so perfect. The, so the answer is four. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So the one uh, one to nothing. Question number three. Yeah. So the since both teams are from Toronto, I thought I'd ask a Toronto-based question. Um, how old was the person who made the first street map of early Toronto. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, what? Um, I'll take a guess. Feathers. Um, 36. Nope. So are you saying how old was I he when so. he created the map? Yeah. All right. Feathers. 46. Yeah. 13. 13. <laughs> By the way, he also is recorded as the owner of some of the best sideburns in local history. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we need some more details here. I'm not letting you cop out of this one. We need details. Yeah, are these chops or are these, like, just, like, nicely thin? All it says is owner of some of the best sideburns in local history in this article. Got oh, man. Well, who I just it? pulled up a picture. Yes, they're, like, flowing from yeah. his face. What? It's got to be chop. Like, honky tonk man chop. please? Um, Alpheus Todd. Ugh. Of course. <laughs> Wait. A L P H E U S. Oh my God, he comes up. Did you see these sideburns? Wow. Whoa, those aren't chops. Those are wings. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they're. So the... anyone listening, that's, you need to That's check why this they're out. the Blue Jays. Yeah, he's got his wings. He was... Wait a minute. This, this he guy... was thirteen at this picture. <laughs> No, I don't. I I hope he wasn't thirteen at this picture. <laughs> Otherwise, he has that. Remember that Robin Williams movie about that the the kid who aged his body aged like four times faster than what his real age was. Benjamin so, Button. So he was like ten years old, but he looked like a forty year old man. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Jack that's what it was. Yeah, yeah this. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. I to was this close. <laughs> wow, I have never heard of this guy before. I will have to read on it later. Neither did I. <laughs> Uh, neither did I. I'm, I'm failing Toronto right now, I guess. <laughs> hey, he did warn you that these are really weird questions. They are. I'm for it. Okay. okay. Right. What question Next are we question. on? Four. Four, okay. Okay. So, as we've already determined, DJ is old. <laughs> what came first, DJ or... The Toronto Blue Jays experiencing their first regular season game in Major League Baseball. Feathers. DJ yeah. came first because they didn't have, I, mean, I assume this, that they, their first World Series wasn't until 1992. DJ, what year were you born? <laughs> 1985. Yeah, me too. Okay, good. That's wrong. They were, so. you, Wait, asked, you asked their first win, not their first World no, I Series. Said first First season, okay. Oh, first season was 1975. I thought you said first World Series. You're still wrong. It's 77. Oh, it's 77? Oh, jeez. Okay. 
Wow. See, that's she, right. They, yes. She is just super mean. Like, you see a whole other side of her during this segment where it's just like, man, you're so cruel. No, nah, it's okay. I deserve it. <laughs> you know, people think I'm a nice person. You're not. I know. Oh. <laughs> DJ saw right through it, so... <laughs> so for our final question, what color is the raptor on the purple jerseys? <laughs> that is my most straightforward question I've ever asked you guys. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I'm just like robbing this one blind, but uh, feathers, it's actually red. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got one. We finished in a 1-1 one, one draw. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna yeah. give it to myself because I won. You know, you you deserve it. You earned it. You earned that one. Asking us questions <laughs> about a 13 year old guy drawing maps. I guess you can win this one today. So Kate wins. <laughs> <laughs> game over. Yeah, game over. <laughs> anyway, after that experience, uh, hopefully we can have you back sometime. And this uh, that did not scare you from coming back. No, so. no, absolutely. So, so thanks, thanks for being on the show today. Do you want to plug your work? Yeah, but before I do, I just wanted to thank you guys for your work. You guys, uh, for me especially, I know I could probably speak for the rest of the team, but you guys help me out a lot, and uh, your hard work and your efforts don't go unnoticed, so I really appreciate what you guys do. I appreciate but, it. But um, you, you can find me on Twitter at South of the Six. As you referenced earlier, six is spelled six in the letters I-X. Um, you can find my podcast wherever you guys get your podcast feed from. doesn't matter. Uh, same thing, South of the Six. South6.com if you guys want to read some stuff while you're bored, waiting for a train or whatever. And, uh, yeah, hit me up. I'm always down to talk, whatever. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, blow smoke up your ass, but this is uh, – your podcast is really, really good. It's uh, – I, I was driving out to California the other day and listened to it on my way out there, and I'm like, man, I, I don't give a crap about the Toronto Blue Jays, but this is very, <laughs> this is very good. I was compelled and listened to, you know, listened to the whole thing all the way through. So, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. So we'll uh, wrap it up. Kate, you have any final words? Nope. Have a great <laughs> month or two months or three months whenever we record again. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hopefully it won't be two months again like we did the last time. That was unfortunate. So uh, go ahead and visit us, stadiumscene.tv, at Stadium Scene on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, stadium underscore scene on Instagram. And we'll see you next time, hopefully not in two months.